RadioInfluence.com. Hey guys, welcome into a place from my head. I'm Jerry P. Talking alongside Brandon Thompson. And I uh, want to say thank you, first and foremost, because uh, our first couple episodes are out. And we've gotten a lot of really positive feedback about, you know, what we're trying to do and, you know, the whole goal of the podcast. And, um, you know, I, I know there are a lot of people interested in, you know, in particular, what we're talking about, the yeah. whole mm-hmm. mental illness, the mental health uh, aspect. And, you know, it really means a lot to get the feedback from you guys, because, you know, this is a this is a project of love, but it's also I'm going to call it a project of necessity. Absolutely. Because these conversations have to start happening. No, absolutely. I mean, I've had people reach out, uh, you know, thanking us and and personal texts and all that kind of stuff. And that's really what keeps me going. I'm sure it keeps you going. Uh, So just keep sending in stuff and, and, you know, give us things to talk about. And if you ever want to, you know, be on the show, what do you think, you know? Absolutely. And and that's going to be a key aspect of the show going forward. Um, You know, we definitely want to hear your stories. We want to talk to you guys. And, you know, we're we're going to have some pretty well-known people on. And we're also going to have some normal everyday Joes on that, you know, are are struggling with life. You know, their regular nine to five and and family life and, you know, just normal everyday things. And, you know, that's, that's what this is all about. So before we got started today, I wanted to say a quick thank you to, to this, everyone for the support and, uh, you know, the love that, that you've shown us for taking on this, uh, this project and this podcast. So today, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about anxiety. Uh, Brandon, you, uh, you did a post a couple weeks ago uh, on the a Place for My Head website called it's too loud to hear a sound yep and um you know it it really resonated with me when i read it and i'm sure it's gonna resonate with a lot of people um you know the listening out there you know what was kind of your mindset behind it and and talk a little bit about it well whenever i write things i'm easily triggered and driven i guess by emotions and stuff like that so any type of uh you know um crazy emotional things happen in my life that's what usually makes me write um, and that's what kind of inspired this, uh, and it was stuck in my head. And, and, and when I get things out of my head, I have to do it right then and there or I lose it. So I did. And it was, you know, I, I, I didn't really like it all that well at first, but then everybody was like, Hey, that's good, 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 good. So I'll just read the opening paragraph and kind of go into it. But it reads, I'm stuck in the middle of minutia. How do we find ourselves here so often? I'm screaming, but no one can hear me. The single thought of losing my voice doesn't bother me, but the sounds of ignorance around me is deafening. So that being said, it's like whenever, you know, when it comes to anxiety, it's like social anxiety is a big one for people, right? Uh, And overcoming that kind of space. Um, Then there's, you know, people that are close to you, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, in the home family, outside the home family, bloodlines, in-laws, anything like that, you know, uh, which, which, you know, can be a bad thing, but also can be a great thing. Um, but when you're trying to focus on goals and, and, and things in life that where you want to get to and, and something that just brings you down, that's what, I ta- that's what I mean by noise and like voices and stuff like that. People, not necessarily people like attacking you and stuff like that, but it's like you work really hard for something or you want to get like, you know, like, hell, I want to get to the grocery store, but like something happens and, and delays you. Traffic, how pissed off do people get about traffic? I think, like, I think I was texting you on the way here to yeah, record about yeah. this fucking traffic sucks. I know, man. right? So it, it causes emotions. Right. Things around us, loud noises and the bullshit and the chaos around us 
is noise. It's all noises. So this is this was it started that way, but I wanted to end it by like, don't lose your voice. Your voice is the most powerful thing you have. Your actions and all that kind of stuff. Stay positive. Keep doing what you're doing. Always focus on positive things and like push forward and and stay. Uh, what is it? Stay. You know your path stay on your path and just don't let anything drag you down it's easy to say not easy to, not that easy to do yeah, it's right the whole do as i say not as i do thing correct as you're saying that and staying positive i'm like well i'm sure shit isn't me so uh i can find the negative in anything yeah <laughs> so um yeah no definitely and, and you talked about the the noise you know i i like it what like what the old old school tvs when they went static yep that white noise mm-hmm. yep that's what life is. Yeah, yeah. I, it's so easy to get distracted by the the nonsense and the white noise and the stuff that just truthfully doesn't matter. And and the thing is, the white noise that you're hearing it's in it's it's part of the thought process, right? Mm-hmm. So it's in your head. You can't turn your head off. No, like you can turn the TV set off. Right. You can't turn your head off. So it's about balancing the noise and 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 you know that healthy balance between noise and, and inner self and all that kind of good stuff so that's what this was about and and you know it can lead to things like frustrations can lead to things or if you're in a big room and something happens say you get embarrassed or you get uh you you, you fuck something up you know and you know you did something and starts to you start to internalize things right um that's anxiety for me sometimes and it took me a while to to be able to overcome those sort of situations but thank god i i i was able to it was it, it was many different things along the, the cart and path if you will uh that, that that got me here and part of its writing and stuff like that and doing doing this podcast is, is helping me as well but uh um it's just there's so many people out there dealing with anxiety there's so many people out there have anxiety that don't even know they have anxiety no doubt and it's in you know coming from a, my childhood where if i was sad i was i was a giant pussy like don't like you don't you're not allowed to be sad what you can't no you know so i i always had wanted to overcome it on my own on my own on my own i got this but what i what i'm not realizing at that time is hey guess what i i'm i'm like i'm doing something i'm making a bad decision by not doing something for myself and talking to somebody about it right. because of, you know, one of my parents saying I'm weak because I'm a man. Well, guess what? Men get sad. Men, uh, you know, have emotional problems. They get depressed. They get upset. They have tears and they come out. I know I'm one of them for like movies and shit. It's really embarrassing, but I, I it's me. Yeah. I don't care. So it's just, the whole negative and that leads like to like the whole reason for doing this show is like the negative chatter around mental health being not not a disease or uh people feeling bad you know for or not feeling bad for people that have you know anxiety and issues and stuff like that like go talk to a person that's open about their anxiety and how bad it can be because i used to be able to or I used to be in a room, like going out with friends or something like that. And if I started to have a panic attack with anxiety, I would do anything and everything I could to get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. Just so I could go home and make things just calm down, calm down. And it's just, it's something you can't control. And people need to talk about it. Because if you don't talk about it and you don't get it out, like get it out of your head and tell somebody, it's only going to get worse. 
Well, you know, we uh, we we spoke last week, you know, just about me personally. You know, I, I did the radio thing, was front man for bands. Everybody expected this larger than life, outgoing, whatever. But you get me off the stage and I'm standing at the bar in between sets and I'm not talking to anybody. And people are quick to jump to the conclusion that, oh, well, he's a dick. He's a snob. Exactly. And it's like, why are you jumping to conclusions? You don't know me. I'm exactly. just A, quiet and B, shy as hell. Yeah. And, and that shyness is anxiety because it's like, well, what am I going to say to you that's going to make you approve of me? Or, you know, how, how do I make you like me if I'm not on a stage doing this or doing that? So, you know, people jump to conclusions so quickly. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, when growing up with us, you know, it was always, well, you know, if, if you're dealing with this, you're a pussy. And it's like, no, 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 it's something I really can't control. Yeah. You know, and it's like that yeah. that's got to stop. I mean, it's 2019. Let, let's be realistic here. You know, and that old school machismo. Um, I got this. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's it's not bothering you. Yeah, no, it is bothering you. Yeah. And you don't have it as well as you think you do. It, it's a damn issue. Yeah, it's it's a serious issue. And, you know, it's it's bothersome because, like I said, people just automatically jump to conclusions. Right. When they don't know the whole story. Right. And it's like, I mean, for me, it got so bad to a point where, like, I would run from a camera. Video camera? Oh hell no! Mm-hmm. I would run, and I, you know, uh, in my profession, there's a lot of uh, a lot of that going on. And then even pictures, you know, I I just could not take pictures. And doing all these different things that I'm doing now, and I get you know you know getting getting someone to talk to and getting that kind of help has really blossomed uh, me as a person, a man, uh, a husband, a father. And uh, I'm tapping into what I feel like is my true potential with all these kinds of different things. How did you get to that point? Uh, it's many things. I mean, it, it, it's all like, it's, it's a miracle. In my I mean, it's, it's great to talk about, well, you know, we got to get to that point. But you, you, you yourself just said, I had to get there. I, How, yeah, how'd you get there? I had to get there. I mean, I, I went and, and, and got professional help. I mean, that was the day that I got professional help um, to help balance me out and stuff like that was was probably the best decision I've ever made in my life or one of them, obviously. Um, but once I did that, man, things just started to happen and th- like really cool things. Uh, you know, work was getting better and my, my life was getting better. And, you know, even my wife like noticed changes and things that I used to like kind of freak out about and whatnot. And then, you know, then the site came and then writing came and all these things, getting them out, getting all this shit out has truly just opened my mind to things that I would never in a million years. Like when I was tour managing bands and stuff like that, I hated limelight. Now I don't like limelight still. Right. That's not that type, I'm not that type of person, but um, I always wanted to be in the background, you know, doing the behind the scenes shit. You and that's like, why you and I get along so well. Yeah. yeah. I, well, because yeah, we identify with all this stuff. Exactly. Like, I yeah. mean, I, my, my joy of being on tour would be, um, you know, all, the whole day of setup, you know, sound check, making sure my crew's good, making sure the guys are good, all that kind of good stuff. And then staying on, like, they once they uh, hit the first song and uh, crack the mic and whatnot, I would make sure that I was on, on the stage watching every single person uh, on there for at least three songs, making sure everybody was dialed in and ready to go and there were no issues. And then I pulled back and I kind of took a look at everything and I'm like, cool, this is a good day. Like, mm-hmm. I was a part of making you know some of this happened that that was always the inner like reward for me right and then i go get money <laughs> money's always a good thing 
But, you know, I know, <clears throat> you know, I, I referenced that, you know, I saw somebody back a few years ago and, you know, I was always that same mindset of, oh, it's nothing, it's nothing, I'll get through it, you know, whatever. And there was one day in particular that w- opened my eyes. I'm like, okay, I'm drowning here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, work was, I'm not, I'm not going to say it was good or bad, but there was a, a very political situation going on at the office. We'll just leave it at that. Yep. Um, and I'm not one to play office politics. So, of course, because I'm Switzerland and everything, I got brought in the middle of all of it. But, you know, work, I was struggling at work, um, dealing with health problems that I'll get into down the road. I'm sure we'll do an episode or two on that down the road. But, you know, health problems. And it was just one of those things that I, I was in way over my head. Yeah. And you overwhelmed. Know, so you're yeah. overwhelmed and it creates a new type of anxiety. Yeah. For the first time in my life, because I'm always the guy that when the shit hits the fan, let's call P-Tuck. He knows what he knows what yeah. to do. He yeah. knows everybody. He can help me out. Yeah. P-Tuck needed help and P-Tuck didn't know what to do with it. Right. You know, and, and that's that's what really opened my eyes, because, I mean, if we're being honest here, I, I was done. I was I was done. I was ready to throw my hands up. And just be done with all of it. And, you know, that opened my eyes. And that's when I started seeing somebody. Right. You know, I don't know if you've got a similar story or not. But, you know, that's that's when it, it really clicked with me that, okay, this is something that's much more real than I'm willing to admit. Yeah, no, I, th- I do have a similar situation just because, like, I guess I got to a point. It's just like I don't want to feel like this anymore. Right. I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin. And when you you that feeling of I, you just want to jump out of your skin, get out of that moment, get out of that that feeling, and get out of that. I mean, that's just, that's kind of scary to think about. Um, and it, it, I didn't. I was just so damn frustrated. I'm like, I don't want to feel this well, anymore. And you feel trapped. Yes. It's like you're living in a prison in your own head. Yes. That that's the best analogy that I can I've ever come up with. Hundred percent. You know, and and you're constantly. All right, here you go. <laughs> it's one. It's like those escape rooms. Okay. You're in yeah. an escape room, and you yeah, and you're trying to find your way out, and you're just banging on the wall, and you're banging on the doors, and yep. you can't get out. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're looking for signs, and you're looking for the tips to get out. Mm-hmm. But there aren't any. Yeah. No. Not at all. There's no answer at that. I mean, I remember. I- <laughs> I, uh, before I got the, the professional help that I needed, uh, I was, I was at a previous job that, um, is no longer even a, a company. So it doesn't matter. But, uh, I just remember, um, I had a panic attack at work and I didn't know what to do. So I had a regular doctor, but I didn't have the professional doctor. So I was having a panic attack and that, and in, in that moment, whatever it caused, cause they're always triggered by something, mm-hmm. but I didn't I didn't give a shit. I didn't tell my I didn't tell my boss. I didn't tell uh, my team at the time. I just left and went straight to my primary care. And I'm like, dude, I need something. I need I need someone to tell me I'm going to be okay. Like how like how shitty is that? And you know, and I think I can't remember what they gave me. Something, but it was just the doctor looking at me and saying, hey, everything's you're okay. Like I thought I was having a heart attack, right? Or like a, a regular heartbeat or something, even though that shit wasn't going on. None of that is all in the head, all in the head. And, right. and, and, and they, you know, just things like that. I was just like, this has got to stop, got to stop. And, and I, one of my best friends goes through very, very, very similar uh, situations as, as I did and do. 
Um, and he told me, I mean, he was an open book. We're an open book to each other. We tell each other everything. And uh, that's what's so great about having, you know, family and friends like that. And he told me about the the help that he got. And I'm like, shit, shit, I wonder if that can help me, you know? So, and it did. And and anybody that's listening to this, I'm like, seriously, seriously, if you do not, do not feel like you're a bad person or anything like that. If you feel it, like I'm a, I'm a perfect example of it. If you feel any of this kind of stuff, go talk to somebody because it has led to so many amazing things in my life and I couldn't be happier in my life and comfortable with myself than I am now. Yeah, the person that you talked to, how did you go about finding him? Uh, him the, her, the my, therapist. My best friend? No, no. You said the, the professional help that you... Oh, you, you know, got. I just, I just, uh, uh, you know, once I realized I needed to do that and, uh, I just looked up, you know, whoever I could go to. Well, I didn't I know if it was like a referral or no. if you went to mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know. Google yeah. was the referral. <laughs> Google can be your friend at times. It can be your worst enemy. Worst enemy. But it can be your friend at times. So, you know, the, the whole stigma thing that we talked about. You know the the whole man up thing. It, it's it's got to go. It's really got to go. You know, I, mean, I I don't even know why that's still a thing. Honestly, we me and my this particular friend we were, we were texting each other this morning about Antonio Brown, dude. I, he and I both think he's got major issues. Yeah. He needs to go see somebody. He's such an amazing talent. <clears throat> but yeah. now that, I would say just just for clarification because this is going to come out. We're, sorry, we're, we're recording this like two weeks. The day that Antonio Brown got released by the Raiders, that's when we're recording this. So so you're going to hear this in probably like a week or so, but continue. I didn't mean to date us, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's a basket case. I mean, that's just how I see it. But Everybody's tripping out about him, and I'm just looking at it going, we've seen this before. His name was Terrell Owens. Oh, this, I know. This it's- is... It's it's crazy. We've seen this movie before. Pac-Man. No, yeah. like all that stuff. Yeah, you know, and and I, I think you're right. I think I think Homie's he's got some issues. Oh man, who's the ex Gator that uh, that uh, took his own life in jail? The guy. Uh, he was a tight. He was really, really, really. Oh, Aaron tight. Hernandez. Look at that, man! That that came out of nowhere. Uh, yes and no, because okay. if you if you look back. Uh, when Urban Meyer was in Florida, they, these stories were out there. Okay, there, right. there were stories that that Urban kind of got him out of some trouble in Gainesville. Interesting. Okay. And so, I mean, obviously nobody knew to that extent. Mm-hmm. But there, there were episodes in Gainesville that Urban took care of. That they, you know, he, he he made those situations disappear. Well, and then if you if you if we take it back to like you know our main focus on the show all the rumors and all the stories and all the things towards the end before he took his own life, um, you know, there uh, there was, uh, what was it? Oh, that he was gay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that guys, that's that's another thing. If, if, if you have, you know, those thoughts in your head and you're scared to come out or scared to be, in, you know, looked at differently and be embarrassed and all that kind of stuff, like embrace who you are. Be you. I say that all the time. Be who you are. And if that's the case, like, you know, if someone's going to hate you for it or push you out of, the, out of their lives, so be it. You don't need them. Well, and it's interesting you bring that up because just this week there was a story about former Tampa Bay Buccaneer uh, defensive lineman Ryan Russell, mm-hmm. who played three years in the league. He wasn't a superstar. You know, that's a 53-man roster. He was probably number 52 on the roster. Right. Um, and he came out as, as bisexual. Mm-hmm. And he wants to get back in the league. 
And it's like, I respect the hell out of you for coming out. Yeah. But is the NFL locker room ready for that? And that's something he's going to have to face. And then look a few years ago back at Michael Sam, mm-hmm. the, the kid, the linebacker from Missouri. Yeah. It's, you know, he was a borderline NFL talent, but he was good enough to make it. Right. Right. And, I remember that. And he didn't. Yeah. It's, it. you know, so I, I, I understand the anxiety about that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, again, you know, at what point do the people in the locker room start looking themselves in the mirror going, okay, does he have the issue? Or do I? Well, that's where the noises and ignorance come in, man. That's exactly where I was going. Yep, and and you can't do anything about it. You can't do anything about it. And and the unfortunate part about it is the people that are going through this kind of stuff and the brave people that do come out in those situations uh, have to prepare themselves for what's coming. And uh, that's a strength that's not instilled in everybody. Right. You know, that some people don't have that willingness to fight for that they'd rather just succumb to it and i'm sure that will lead us to another conversation (laughs) oh yeah yeah definitely and you know next week uh we're going to be talking about you know the subject of suicide Mm -hmm. and you know to to piggyback on what you just said you know uh, the one of the things biggest things that pisses me off in this world is when i hear oh well so-and-so commits suicide what a selfish dick hate it really hate it Really? I mean, uh, there's no again ignorance. It, yeah, but I mean, it, it, you can tell by my voice that that just it pisses me off because it's like you think you know somebody, but you don't. Right. You don't know what was going on in that person's head, and that's a subject we'll get into next week. Nope. But um, but yeah, I mean, back to the anxiety thing. You know, whether it's something as simple as getting up and getting dressed in the morning, or you know, feeling comfortable in it as well. You know, talking to that cute girl at the bar yeah. or that cute guy at the bar that or confidence. Do you have it? Right. Black? Um, yeah. I, no. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to talk about my, my confidence uh, on the confidence level, like zero to 10. If there's like a negative 412, that would be me. We've, we don't need to talk about that, <laughs> but, but it's all the same thing. I mean, yeah. it's all tied in and, you know, the the whole socially awkward phase, everybody goes through that. Some never get out of it. Right. The whole feeling of not fitting in. Some of us get through it. Some of us don't. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with the way people are brought up. And we talked about that last week and, you know, long-term effects of that. And, you know, in the formative years growing up in high school and things like that, kids can be so mean. Yeah, the bullying, bullying thing is just... It- Oh my God, scares the shit out of me with me having a daughter. Like, I mean, I don't even know. It's like, you don't want to be too controlling as a parent and you want to, you know, raise them the best that you can, but social media mm-hmm. and those types of things and, and, and the keyboard warriors. All, all, yeah, the keyboard cowboys and warriors out there in the world and mean girls and all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that, God, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to go to jail. No. Well, if you do, I got bail money. I All know right, people. Cool. I got, right, cool. I, I got you. But, but, you know, I mean, people don't realize the, the long-lasting effect that that has on people. Yeah. I mean, I can remember right now uh, something that was said to me, like, when I was, let, let's say, a situation from my past, like when I was 12 or something even. And I can remember exactly how I felt, exactly what was said. And why is that still with me today? I couldn't shake it, right? You know, it's you don't in the remember back of your the ni- you don't remember the ninety nine good things that were said. No, just it's the that bad. that one bad thing that sticks in your craw that yep. you you can't shake. It's as simple as 
your wife or her significant other saying, do I look all right in this? And you say, you try to be honest and say no. That, you know, it, uh, it's silly. But honey, 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 do I look fat in this? Right, right. And you say there's no. A, and you're like, you son of a bitch. There's, no right, there's <laughs> no right answer. <laughs> no, there's, there's never, no right answer. But it's as simple as that. They're going to remember, oh, that one time I put on, uh, I wore pink pants. He fucking hated them. So I'm never going to wear them again. It's like, no, 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 no. And it's, it's always with good intent, but you never know how someone's going to process something. Oh, yeah. My wife looks at me and she goes, so what do you think? I'm like, oh, it looks good. She goes, you always say that. <laughs> and I just look around, well, no shit. Well, <laughs> what am I going to say? <laughs> you know, and, 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 and I couldn't be happier with my wife. I love her to death, and she always looks good. So, Well, uh, exactly. But I'm just saying, if something came up and went, mm, <laughs> do you, you might want to reconsider. <laughs> She'd be okay with it. She, yeah. my, my wife would be cool with it. No, my wife would be cool with that. But it would get me down the road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that Rolodex that women have in the back yeah, of their yeah, head 12 yeah. years ago on September 5th at 112 when I asked you if I looked fat and you said I didn't and I did. I 10 years that. from now, you're in the year 20, yeah, March 13th in 2024, you're going to hear about it's it. It's coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she's going to hear that and I'm going to get bitch slapped for that. But hey, truth hurts. Yeah. But, you know... It, it, it really is that simple, though. I mean, it, it's just, it's one of those things that, you're right, it scares the hell out of me. Yeah. As far as the viciousness. Yeah. And, yeah. You, you know, you brought up the whole keyboard warrior thing, and that is so true. Social media is the greatest thing and the worst thing. Yeah. All at the same time. Yeah. Kind of like Google. Yeah, but I, they, they can hide behind their anonymous thing with their, their avatar of, of just the blank head so nobody knows who the hell they are. Yeah. And, you know, they can change their name. And, you know, you look at the bad analogy, but I'm going here because I love bad TV. The TV show Catfish. I was just about to say Catfish. That's one of my guilty pleasures. I love that damn show. I love show. that show, too. I love that show. <laughs> my wife's like, are you really watching it again? Yes, I am. I'll watch the damn reruns. It's oh, great. Yeah, it's yeah. on demand. Cool. Yeah. You know, but you see these these fake people and then yeah. they catch up to the real person and the real person is royally fucked up. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now I, I kind of understand why it happened. It's still a dick move. Mm -hmm. But, but this person has issues. Right. You start you start to kind of feel for that person as well. Right. And here's the thing that I wish that show would do is you know, do maybe do, like do a spinoff show or something like that where because what they do is they get up to that point and it's all for the person that got catfished. Right. And yeah, they they talk to the person that did it and they follow up with the person that got catfished afterwards to see if they're still talking together <laughs> or if they have an active, you know, communication. It's like, who fucking cares? What I would care about is how how do they get that person some help so they don't, they don't do that again? Exactly. That's like, that's the follow up. That's the more that I'd be more interested with that, you know, you start with the catfish and then you end up with their story and how they get mm -hmm. better. Yeah. That'd be cool. Oh, that would, that would be phenomenal. And that's a great idea. I, I think the reason they don't is that it's not juicy. Yeah. It's not MTV, right? It's not sexy. Mm, you gotta be a teen and pregnant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Me Sucks. Mental health isn't sexy. It's not. It's not. <laughs> and that's why people don't talk about it. God, it sucks. And that's why we're here. Exactly. Because we're not sexy either. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to wrap up this episode. I appreciate you guys checking it out, downloading the episode. You can get us on uh, Google Podcasts, Apple uh, Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, RadioInfluence.com. 
Brandon, where can they uh, find you on social media? Everywhere. I'm at, at Brandon Promo and website, playfromyhead.com. Facebook, if it's spelled out, I'm playfromyhead.dot.com. Um, explain that right. And uh, you can find me everywhere. I'm Jerry P. Tuck, P-E-T-U-C-K. Uh, guys, if you're feeling down, feel like you're in a bit of a crisis, the National Suicide a Prevention Hotline, make sure, call it if you need it. 1-800-273-TALK. That's 8255. And until next week, we're, uh, we're getting kind of heavy. We're talking uh, the issue of suicide. Until next week, thank you again for downloading and thank you again for listening and uh, make sure to hashtag get it out. This is a Jim Fannin Show Quick Fix on Radio Influence. I said this many times. My grandfather, God rest his soul, Papa, I called my grandpa, Papa. He would always say, just because the bushes don't move, Jimmy, don't mean nothing's in there. Appalachian Mountains, southeastern Kentucky. That phrase made an indelible impression on my mind. As he would go through the woods with me, walking, hiking, looking around, searching, observing, turning over a log, watching the critters scramble. My grandfather and I, we walked alone in the woods a few miles outside of Hazard, Kentucky. He taught me how to dream. That was our time together. Nope, nobody else, just my grandfather and I. He, he dreamed of catching fish at the lake, and boy, I dreamed with him of an in-ground swimming pool. I don't know why I wanted that. Our dreams would, would get big, they would get bold, and his crazy, vivid fantasies, uh, his dreams, they always made me laugh. We'd both dream about a lot of things. But my papa would say, the woods are alive, Jimmy, know this, they're always alive. Even though you can't see movement, things are happening all around you, behind the trees, under the rocks, in the bushes, a lot is going on. Just because the bushes don't move don't mean nothing's there. That's especially true at night, Jimmy, when you're asleep. The woods are really active at dark. And then he went on to tell me that your dreams are like the woods. They're alive. A dream is when one single thought is pictured in your mind as if it's so. And we know that our subconscious does not know the difference between fantasy and reality. And dreams only become reality if you keep them going. Even though you may not see the dream coming true, things are still happening, just like the animals moving behind the bushes and the trees. The Jim Fannin Show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.